Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy. John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Programmer Podcast. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast a short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey, what's up, everyone? John Sonmez from simpleprogrammer.com. I've done another interview here. It looks like I'm on a, on a leash or something. <laughs> but um, but uh, I, I wanted to talk to uh, to Matt, uh, Matt Tran, who runs a really interesting YouTube channel uh, called uh, Engineer Truth. And uh, and he uh, he caught my attention because I, I, I guess a lot of you probably have have heard of, of Matt and seen his challenges. He's got a lot of really useful career advice, especially for for those of you starting out. But he, he really caught my attention when I when I saw that he was going to attend a coding boot camp. And I know that a lot of you have asked me about this, and I don't I don't have direct experience, right? I mean, I I was self taught to, some, to a large degree software developer, and I, I've you know, talked to people who have done coding boot camps and interviewed people who run coding boot camps, but I've never really uh, you know, had an in-depth uh, content from someone who's actually in there doing it you know, and, and, and can share their experiences. And so I thought Matt would be the guy to do it. And I just want, want to introduce you all to Matt since, uh, since his channel has been providing such valuable advice and I think it's definitely one of those channels that you should you should check out especially if you're you know starting off in your career and, and would like some career guidance so uh, so thanks uh, thanks and welcome Matt hey John thanks for having me uh, I started engineer truth a couple years ago and it was all about giving accurate career information because I saw a lot of people studying useless degrees in all honesty yeah. and graduating with a boatload of debt not having a practical career and even engineering careers being misrepresented. I thought mechanical engineering was going to be super fun. I thought I was going to be designing cars or something. And I get to the real world and all I'm doing is paperwork. So again, even engineering is misrepresented in, in what it is. And this, there's not enough career information. So that's why I thought Engineer Truth would be a good idea. And right now I'm attending Dev Mountain, which is a coding boot camp. And I am halfway through. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about your, your channel and, and this idea, because I think this is really interesting. I think we, we both have this similar mindset of, of, uh, of perhaps like keeping young people from being steered in the wrong direction. There's a lot of misconceptions, right? It's like, so you, you hear this path of go to school, get a college degree, and then, you know, your life will be wonderful. And, and, it, and it doesn't turn out that way, does it? No, it definitely doesn't turn out that way. Uh, I actually have two degrees, one in psychology, which is just as useless as the one in mechanical engineering. Well, the one in mechanical engineering is slightly more useful, but also an industry that is not growing as fast as the, the best growing ones would like healthcare and the tech industry. Yeah, okay. And so, so on your channel, what, what, what do you primarily talk about for, for those, uh, for, for, for people? Like, how do you debunk these, these kind of myths about careers and engineering and degrees yeah so I, had a, I put a lot of thought behind it in in what my channel was about and i created the series called reality versus expectations where i get people from different careers and i have them write five to ten different cards of what they thought their career was going to be like versus what it's actually like and i think that pretty much goes straight into what people want to know without uh having too much fluff 
basically directly saying, all right, this is what I thought it is. And this is the reality. And I think that's what people really want to know is just the reality of it. And a lot of people think by exposing the reality of it, I'm discouraging people from doing these careers, but I'm not. People see as super pessimistic, but I just think the previous, all the previous career knowledge before was too optimistic. Like, hey, study anything, you'll be fine. Do anything, do any do any STEM or any engineering or any science, you'll be fine. It doesn't matter, it's STEM, it'll be okay. But in the reality, is it like that? Not really, right? So there's a lot of value in just saying, hey, this is the reality and that's not pessimistic, it's just realistic. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that, I mean, it's like, you can't change reality unless you see reality clearly. And so many people, they, they just want to be told what they want to hear. Uh, I think also, you know, it's, it's interesting, the, um, uh, the, the, the perceptions that people have about, about, especially a lot of young people today can, can kind of sort of believe, or, or maybe, you know, I'd be curious to hear your opinion on this, on, on whether or not uh, young people tend to believe this idea that, okay, if I get a degree, then I'm owed a job, like I'm promised. And so they feel like they've done their part and now they can't find a job or, or what they want and, the, and they don't understand why. And, and I feel like it's because there's not enough people like, like you out there that are telling people, okay, it's more than just this. It's not, <laughs> you know, it's like, um, it's not that simple. Yeah, luckily through the work of my channel and your channel, I think, and also the general uh, people hearsay is that the general trend is, yeah, it's actually harder and harder to get a job. And you kind of see that rhetoric less and less that you must go to college and it's sort of fading out, especially with the tech industry being a non-degree focused industry. And it's also being one of the most important industries right now. Um, you know, I definitely see that. So I, I think I'm doing some good work and I think I've prevented a lot of people from taking out unnecessary loans or save them years on their life. And that's, that's why I do my channel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> I'm on the, the quest for sure with you to, to pe to prevent people from taking on these ridiculous amounts of debts that never pay back over the course of your life for, uh, you know, for ridiculous costs of education. So, uh, so cool. So, so, you know, um, I, I also appreciate, I just want to say before we jump into to talking about the coding bootcamp, I just appreciate a lot of the, just the honesty, you know, when I watch your videos and, and, and you've got these like longer, like videos where you just like sit there and answer people's questions for like, like, I think it's like a couple of hours, right? It's like, um, it, it's kind of cool just to see, I think, you know, a real person who's really genuinely interested, interested in helping people. So that's, that's one of the things I really appreciate about your channel. Yeah, surprisingly, my live streams do really well, uh, better than I thought they would. And I would, I, I don't understand why, because usually when people go on YouTube, they expect really well edited content that's concise and everything. And my live streams are long, uh, they, they're circular in topic, but people still enjoy them. So, I mean, I, yeah. I'm still trying that's to understand cool. that part, but maybe just people just like the authenticity of it. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's a huge thing. I think today, you know, I, I found that authenticity is, is really just, it's, it's such a rare thing in the world. And so, you know, if you can be authentic, people really appreciate that. It's, a, it's a, I think so many people that come in the teaching mindset model, they, they, they teach from the perspective of, oh, I'm smart and I know better than you and, and I'm an authority. Whereas when you're genuine and realistic and you're like, and you're vulnerable, like this is, I make mistakes. Like I do, like I, this is my best, Yes, I think people really appreciate that because they can trust your advice. So, yeah, and I wouldn't want the subscriber who's like, "Well, you made mistakes in your life, so I'm not going to learn from you," because that doesn't make any sense. It shows that even immaturity. There's not just immaturity in, in being authoritative and like telling people, but there's also immaturity in a subscriber saying like, "I want someone who's perfect." Like that doesn't make any sense either. 
Exactly. Yeah, we all make mistakes. I'm, I make mistake. I'll make probably 50 mistakes today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So let's talk about this coding bootcamp because this is really interesting. Uh, tell me a little bit about like what what exactly is this, or and and what what motivated you to to sign up for a coding bootcamp? Like, I mean, you've got a lot of choices for learning how to program. What was the the factor that made you say, okay, coding bootcamp, and this is the one? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of factors with deciding to go to bootcamp. Uh, you know, a lot of people. My I do a lot of social media work, and my YouTube channel is doing decently well. But at the same time, there's a part of my brain that wanted to do something more technical. I missed the technical work, right? And that's why I chose mechanical engineering. It just turned out to be not technical enough or really boring. Uh, so I was doing a lot of media stuff. It got boring, and I wanted to do something technical. So I started learning how to code because I know that's where it's at. Because obviously, I'm I know but I know these things. I have a YouTube channel about careers. Uh, and then so I was right. teaching myself, and I definitely ran into a lot of problems where I got stuck on more difficult concepts. Uh, I would say not just JavaScript, but like once you step out of the world of JavaScript and you go to like Angular or Node, man, it just steps up like five levels in difficulty. And especially with these newer frameworks, not a lot of explanation in how they're right. taught. Not, not as much as like JavaScript. Right? Like JavaScript, you can probably learn everything on your own, right? When it comes to Node, Angular, React, it's going to be hard. So then I saw that, and then I saw Dead Mountain was the most affordable bootcamp with only being $10,000 and includes housing, which was a huge deal because it only not only saves you a headache, but also is included in the price where most boot camps in Los Angeles were around 14,000 or to 17,000. Okay. That doesn't include housing. And uh, it just made most sense. I didn't want to commute an hour every morning where I could just live close to the campus. So that was the reason why I chose this boot camp. Uh, and I, I would say I'm pretty happy with the results thus far. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's, that's good. I like that idea of including the housing in there, especially, I mean, not just from the, the commute perspective, but being like in proximity with all the other, your, your fellow students, like you're probably going to have a lot more interactions with them if you're all kind of living in the same place. It's like, you know, and, and I think also like one psychological aspect is like having that change of environment can really help a person to, to really be serious and focus about a thing. It's like if you uproot yourself and you're going Physically to a boot camp where you're living, I think that has a lot more of a mental like uh, change on, on how you how you perceive the whole thing than if you're just you know doing a regular uh, you know date routine and you're just driving somewhere. No, I, I definitely agree. It's I mean it's a boot camp. You're supposed to yeah. get away from it all and it's supposed to focus. And you know normally if I was at home in Los Angeles, there's no way I would have been coding. If I self-taught myself, there's no way I've been coding for 14 hours or 12 hours. But because I'm in this environment, I have no distractions. I could do it easily. But that was one of the main reasons. Like, I'm going to be in L.A. I'm going to feel like I'm at home. Psychologically, I'm going to feel at home. I'm probably just going to do eight hours because that's what my body is habitually done in Los Angeles. So then when you fly to a new location, you feel like a new person. And I think that's, that's a really big part. So that's why when people ask me about online boot camps, I'm just, just whatever. Just pay a couple thousand extra to go in person one because you're going to get a lot more out of it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that seems like a pretty affordable price. So this is, how long is the bootcamp for 10, 10K? Uh, for 10K, it's 13 weeks altogether, but there's a week in the middle that's a break. So six weeks of lecture, a break, and then six weeks of lecture. Okay, yeah, that, that sounds pretty reasonable. I mean, especially like compared to the price of, of going to college and getting a, you know, full full degree or, you know, or, or just the time that it would take you to learn on your own. I'm, I, I'm leaning more and more towards this bootcamp idea just because it's like, it seems like it's not a huge investment, but you have a very big potential return. 
I mean, the potential is, is huge, especially for people that come from retail or come from a side of like, I don't know, earning like close to minimum wage or minimum wage. Cause you can't afford this. If you save for on your minimum wage income for like a couple, like one or two years, if you you know live at home with your parents, it's totally plausible. Um, and I would say they're highly effective because you know, I, I'm a self-taught kind of person. I taught myself everything with video editing and even yeah. I'm a pretty decent at video editor, but when it comes to programming, man, there are just some things, uh, I know you're a programmer too, but with angular, man, there's just some things that are really hard. Uh, there's something in angular called directive scopes or directive binding. I don't think I would have ever figured it out on my own. I, even before class, I read the, read the document, the official documentation a couple times. I saw a couple of YouTube videos and it just, it's just something that's hard. And it, this, this knowledge out there is not adequate enough to take you. Like you can take, anybody can take a Udemy course or a code Academy course and get like almost a, a very bare minimum basic example of like or skill to do it. But that's still not enough to be employed, like not even close. So if you want to take it like five to 10 steps above coding bootcamp is probably worth the extra time that you would save. Okay. So, so tell me a little bit about, about what you're doing at the coding bootcamp. What is it like, like being there, the experience, what, what do you, how many hours are you there during the day and what are you working on? Yeah. So for the first six weeks, we have lecture for four hours of the day. And then we work on projects that they assign us for the second four hours of the day. And then okay. if you want to stay longer than that, it's optional. Uh, some people leave depending on that they have families or whatever their situation is. I usually stay until the whole day. So I'm usually there for 12 hours because nice. I'm in Provo. I have nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then at the end of our first six weeks, we've given our first project, which is only front end. Um, and we have to build that with Angular and they basically just have the thing built in Angular. So by the end of the first six weeks, we know enough in Angular to make a website. Then for the second half of the boot camp, which we're in now, we work on a personal project, which is front to back. And then the second half, then after that, we work on a group project altogether. So it's super project based, which is what you'd expect. Um, and it, I would say it's halves at my particular boot camp, not every particular app boot camp, minus half guided and then half self-taught. So then okay. we have these lectures and then there's the project portion where you work on your own, but there are mentors to assist you if you have uh, problems. But they just mentioned today that you should try to wane yourself off the mentor yeah. uh, help. So I would equate it a lot that these boot camps are teaching you how to read more than anything else, as in how to read code, how to read documentation. It's like as if you never know how to read, then you don't know how to read more books to be better at English, right? If you don't know how to read at all. So these boot camps just teach you how to read. And then after the boot camp, now you know enough of the ABCs to teach yourself. As but prior to before coming here, like reading NPM documentation would have made no sense at all. I see. Okay, that makes sense. That yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like one of the my teaching principles when I teach a technical course, like I teach someone something on software development, is I teach them basically three things. Uh, one of them is how to get started because that's usually a sticking point. Um, and then the other thing I teach is is what is the breadth of the how wide is this technology? What are the things that you could do? that with it like so that you know not in depth but an overview of all this stuff and then the third thing that i teach is is the 80 20 the 80 percent or the 20 percent is going to that 
you're going to use 80% of the time. And then, but the reason why I'm saying that is because that breadth of what you can do, like if people don't understand that, if you don't have that, that knowledge, then you don't know what to Google for. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. like you said, like if you learn how to read, then if you get stuck later on, you have enough knowledge to know what you're looking at and what to actually, what kind of questions to ask to get answers. But if you don't have enough vocabulary, if you can't read well enough to be able to ask questions, you've got no hope of getting an answer simply because you can't phrase what you're trying to say. You don't have enough language construct. Yeah, I would say that's the most important part of the boot camps. And I was very skeptical of the boot camps too, because I know with code, I before I came here or even when I was starting to teach myself, I was like, oh, there's plenty of stuff to learn online, right? Like Stack Overflow has everything. Yeah. But really Stack Overflow doesn't have everything because code is so particular, so specific that you could type in the same error with the same context and you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get the right answer for, for your bug. Um, and there's, and I've, and I've learned that with code. I used to think when I was learning JavaScript, of course you could learn it all on your own. It's very straightforward. But when you go to these backend languages where it's a lot of black magic, where you're just doing a bunch of like NPM installs, which is basically installing a bunch of packages into your code, there's a lot of black magic. You don't know what's going on and you'll never know because it's like you're installing a couple thousand lines of code to do something for you. And so when you go to those things, not all of those NPM packages are well documented. Right. You know, just like, hey, here's, here's one example and uh, good luck. Good luck on how to use it. <laughs> and so right. if I didn't have the school to show me how to use one of the examples is uh, Passport. Passport is a way to do authentication in an easier way through Node. Actually, it's one of the main ways to do OAuth 2.0 authentication through Node. But since it's all open source, the documentation on some of the uh, passports like YouTube authorization is crappy. Right. So if I want to the mentor to help me and show me like, oh yeah, I, he did something similar for his project. He, would, he did Gmail. So he showed me how to do authorization and how to, how to send my auth token back and forth and stuff like that. But he had no showed me, there was zero documentation on how to do that online, none. Right. So it's, it was tough. Yeah. It's, it's, that's where the value comes from that, you, that you're paying for. And also it's, it's easy to focus in. It's, just not, it's also the peer pressure that we present our projects and nobody wants to present a, a crappy project. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of developers that, you know, one thing I could see is a lot of developers, they're trying to teach themselves. They, they want to read a lot of books or watch a lot of tutorials. And, you know, what, what I'm hearing about what you're talking about the boot camp is you're taking a lot of action you're doing. <laughs> and, and that's, and that's the key is like, if you, you can't just like absorb information, especially programming, you have to do, you have to be stuck. You have to. And the, and the thing is like when you're on your own and you get stuck, you don't have a mentor or someone to ask questions to you eventually can figure it out, but it's going to take you a long time. So if you have someone to accelerate that, that pace where you're, you're actually writing code, you're actually doing something, then you have someone to ask when you get stuck. And then, to me, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, so I have to ask you a question. I know you're interviewing me, but you're, oh, a developer, yeah. you're a senior developer. You have a lot of experience and you, so you can kind of see it from a higher level than I can. Mm -hmm. What do you think of our, like the self-taught versus boot camp? Cause I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious to myself too. Like, am I just not bad at teaching myself? Am I in like the lower half of people that I can't teach themselves this stuff? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I actually just would, I'm, I'm writing a new book on, on the, the, like a guide for, for like a complete guide for, for uh, software developers, career guide for software developers. And one of the ways I start out the book, like the first like few chapters is uh, going to college, going to boot camp, or self-taught, right? And I kind of contrast the different ways. And I think that the thing is like, you know, 
all of those ways are, are, are valid, but as far as like coding bootcamp versus self-taught, if you teach yourself, most people aren't, don't know how to do it in, in the right way and, and, and it takes longer, right? So like, I mean, you could teach yourself how to program. Like I taught myself how to program for the most part, but the thing is like, you're gonna, you're gonna go down a lot of dead end trails and you really have to be focused on creating stuff, creating projects and, and doing. And it's really hard, I think, for most people to, to motivate themselves to do. They just, you know, they want to absorb the information, but they don't want to take and, and create a, the kind of projects that you might create at the coding bootcamp. So I think that like the, it's, it's not that it's, um, and there's also this like, you know, click. It's like, uh, I often tell developers that like, you know, I remember when I was first learning C++ and I was teaching myself, I read through the entire C++ book. I did all the exercises. I just did not get it. I don't get what an object is. I don't get what a class is. It doesn't make sense to me. And I read through it a second time and I was doing the exercises and like more of it started to come together. And then it was probably like the third time through, then it just it instantly clicked. And I was like, ah, I got this. I got all this stuff. It just like, there was this, uh, you know, revelation and, and it started to make sense. But that's kind of how like self-teaching development is. It's like you don't get it and you get like grasp this little piece of it and none of it all makes sense together. And then all of a sudden you have this moment of clarity when you have this breakthrough. And so, you know, again, I haven't been to a coding bootcamp, but to me it makes sense that if the, you know, if I were at certain points where it just didn't make sense, if I could like say, Hey, Hey, I, I'm just not getting this. Like, could you like explain this? Like if, to, to have that, that leverage point, I, I think would be extremely valuable. So, so I think it really comes down to two things. One is having the person to, again, not, I haven't done a coding bootcamp, but I would say having someone to unstick you when you're, when you're stuck and then to being forced to actually write code and work on projects instead of just absorb, absorb information. Like, like a lot of us try to do when, when we try to self teach. Yeah. And one thing I did is combine them both, right? Like, so before class I would study angular and angular never clicked. I did team Treehouse, I did code Academy. I did tutorials, MVP model, or, you know, I just didn't make sense. Like, and then directives, oh geez, the routers and also some of the packages like UI router for angular. It's just like very specific things you would never, by the way, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even know to Google this, by the way, right. if you're just starting, if you're just teaching yourself to use some of these packages that you get. And then to like self-teach myself, like I don't get it. I do exactly what you do and then go to class. And then just my going to class was the specific purpose of unsticking myself. Cause I already kind of yes. knew things that were easy to understand. I just went to class just to unstick myself. And that's when I had, I had a much faster clicking moments because of the, because of that method. And, and that's, it, it's kind of interesting. One of the, like, I, I, I do a course on like how to, how to learn quickly. And one of the, primary things that I encourage people to do is you play around, you experiment, right? You don't know what you're doing. You don't just read the manual. You just like play around and then you, you end up with all these questions and then you go back and you answer your questions. And then that, that's where we're really sticks and makes the connection is like when we just read something or just try to learn something, we don't get it. It's when we play around with it and we get stuck and then we're, we form these questions and then we go back to you know, the teacher or to the book or something. And we say, Hey, Hey, I, this just didn't make sense to me. And then they answer that question. And then you're like, oh, okay, now I got it. And that's you know, it's such a better way to learn. I mean, that's really the only way that we really like deeply learn or understand something is when we, we have the question and we find the answer to it. But No, I completely agree 100%. 
So, um, so cool. So, so it sounds like then, then what you're doing there is well, and, and I, I like your approach. It sounds like you're, 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 you're spending the extra time. I think, I mean, do you find, do, do you see a difference, I guess, because you know, the people that are there for 12 hours a day that, like you yeah. and that are probably studying at night and the people that are like, ah, you know, you know, and, and you know, I don't mean to like, you know, belittle these people, but you know, some people aren't quite as dedicated. They're like, you know, I got to get back. You know, I can't, you know, I only got eight hours to, to spend here. Do you notice that difference between those people that are like, this is it. I am like seriously going to learn this stuff versus, well, you know, I hope that I can get a job after this. Uh, the difference is massive. And, uh, you know, I had a theory that, oh, maybe they'll be able to catch up but I realized that people that only stay there for eight hours are the same people who didn't really prepare, who only prepared right. for like two weeks in advance. And I'm coming in three months with the prep, prep, prep work, um, being on freecodecamp.com, doing all the intermediate algorithms, even doing the first and ba intermediate, uh, basic and intermediate projects, even doing some of the advanced algorithms coming in. How could someone ever catch up to that? How could someone who just pretty much came into bootcamp cold catch up to me who's been studying this stuff consistently for a couple hours a day for three months? Right. When the whole boot camp is three months, it's not plausible. You're not going to catch up. It's just not, there's not enough time. Like, but, like, it's just not going to happen. But on top of that, because they're going home, you typically at the eight hours or even maybe at the 10 hour mark. And I'm staying until 12 hour mark every day, including weekends. And not only that, I'm also ahead, but I'm even getting more ahead as the boot camp progresses. Exactly. And you definitely see that in the understanding, but also you see that in the projects. I mean, my project connected two APIs together, Expedia API and Google Maps API and then made them work together. Like I passed them for information. And some people couldn't get a, a single API to work. Uh, one guy didn't, unfortunately. Um, but I mean, there's a massive difference and it is one of those situations since this is the most affordable bootcamp and it's, it's a very good business strategy because it is the most affordable bootcamp, but they just said it's gonna be half guided, half self-taught. And they save money on the half yeah. self-taught part, right? Um, and right. so because of that, uh, you know, that self-taught part is where really where you learn. And like you just mentioned earlier, is where you get stuck and ask for questions. And I could extend that much longer. So uh, I, I would say the, the people who are only doing it for 40 hours a week should genuinely be concerned of their job outlook. Uh, they may have to practice for one or two months before they're, for their, I would say they're qualified to get a pretty decent job, unless yeah. they have a friend or something. Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. I think that, I think that's the attitude that I think people, and, and I think, you know, sometimes in the software development community, I, I, we've got what's, what's, what's kind of called the old guard, right? Which is these kind of grumpy old developers are like, oh, coding bootcamp, you can't learn to do my job in three months. You, this is ridiculous. It's a scam. And, and I'm thinking, well, yeah, I mean, if you come in there cold and you've got no experience and you haven't done any kind of studying ahead of time and you just show up for eight hours a day, thinking that you're going to get fed this information in three months or you know, however many weeks, not going to happen. Right. But it's like, but if you're dedicated and you're like working hard ahead of time and you're studying and you're just busting, but in, in a couple of months time, you could, you could really make a dent. I mean, you're not going to have 10 years of experience, but you could learn the basics that you need to get a job. Right. No, I completely agree. And it's just one of those things, since there's a lot of self-taught portion, it's what you make of it. And I think that's where people get scared of the horror stories of like, oh, someone graduated from this boot camp and they still can't get a job or like yeah. even three or four, four or five people. But yeah, I mean, there's going to be those people, but out of a class of 25, if even three or four or five can't get a job, but the other 20 do, it's not that bad. Yeah. 
Well, and let me run this piece. So uh, in my book, in the chapter on coding camp, uh, again, not having the experience I've done one myself, one thing that I recommended for people is I said, look, if you're going to go to a coding boot camp, be, be, the, in the, be the top like two or three people in the whole camp, like in, in, your, in your class. Like, make sure that if you're in the top 10%, you're pretty much guaranteed going to get a job. Like, like just yeah. make sure you're that. And if you're not willing to work hard enough to be in the top 10%, then just forget it. Don't even do it because, uh, you, you know, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. But is that a, is that a accurate? Uh, I hundred percent agree. And I think the people that, uh, did this impulsively, like there are a couple of people actually more than I should, I'm one want to say, but there's a couple who just decided, Oh, two weeks before the boot camp starts, I'm going to attend a boot camp. Yeah. But you know, what's the hurry? You're going to get way more out of your $10,000 to $15,000 investment if you just wait for the next cohort. Wait six weeks. What's the big deal of waiting six weeks? Study right. for six weeks beforehand so that, um, to be honest, like some students came into the boot camp barely knowing what a JavaScript object is, not right. even knowing, barely able to write a basic function that multiplies by two or adds five to an array. Like that's probably about half the students that go into boot camp. And then you have like five maybe five to seven students or maybe up to 10 who are killing it. Right. And it's like, do you want to feel behind for three months because this guy studied for a half a year before you and you're just going to feel like shit the whole time because this guy is just making super complicated algorithm projects. Meanwhile, you're so you're, you know, by project time, you're just trying to like do like a simple API call. It's like, dude, I mean, this is, you're not going to, you're going to feel like shit and you're also not going to get as much out of it as someone who studied in advance. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's all things in life, right? If you really want it, you got to put in the work. Like, there's no shortcuts in life that are they're going to yeah. prevent you from doing the hard work and the preparation. And it definitely can give that vibe of, oh, I just decided to come to this boot camp as to, like, I just want to buy my way to a good job almost. It kind of gives that feel like, yo, you just, it kind of gives a feel you just want to buy your way to a good job, which is never the case. You know, that's not what they're selling here. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So I'm going to step out on a little bit of a ledge here, and I'm going to venture to guess that uh, with your preparation and the time that you're spending, that you're probably in the going around and helping a lot of people in your in your boot camp or uh, answering questions. Is that? I am not the unsolicited advice guy, but uh -huh. uh, you know, some people will ask me for help on on particular things. Yeah, so I did help someone yesterday. Okay. But I never, I never offer advice unless someone. I hate the guy who gets unsolicited yeah. advice. Like, oh yeah, you should do it this way. Why did, why didn't you refactor your code to be more efficient this way? Like, I'm not gonna be that guy. I'm no, just gonna no. like do my thing. And if someone comes up to me like, oh, you seem like you know what you're doing. Can you help me? Like, of course I'll help them. But yeah, no unsolicited advice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where I'm leading yeah. with that is kind of this idea that like, you know, one extremely valuable thing that I think people discount is that when you are sort of know a little bit more than everyone else and they, you're kind of helping them out, you're seeing more problems and you're getting more experience. So you're accelerating, you know, you're talking about how like the, the people that are good become better. You accelerate at a much faster pace and, and just by helping other people and, and being in that position. So if you can position yourself, even at a job, right? I always tell developers, like if you could be the kind of go-to mentor type of person, you're going to like accelerate your career. So, cause you, one person's working on their own problems. They see maybe like five problems during the day, but other people are coming to you with their problems. You're seeing like 20, 30 problems a day. You're getting experience at like, you know, four or five uh, X clip rate than, than the average developer. Yeah, that's you're a hundred percent right about that. Uh, I'll give you one particular example. Uh, one guy, he had like a philosophy text website that had like philosophy in Hebrew and certain, uh, 
words he wanted to be in Hebrew, and he wanted to change uh, the CSS of it. So he just put a, a caret in front of it to say like, oh, this is a, a, a word I want to change later. So he's like, okay, he did his whole product. He's like, I don't know how to change the CSS, but the only thing I have indicating that this is a Hebrew word is a caret. So uh -huh. I was like, huh, all right, that's a pretty interesting problem. So he asked him, that he, uh, I helped him out with it and I actually had to sleep on it because I was like, this yeah. is like, so simple, so simple. Slept on it and I woke up the next day and I got it in like one line. I just changed like one line of this code and it worked. Um, and I had to use a regular expression. So yeah. then, uh, yeah, so I used the regular expression and you're right. I was like, whoa, like, and I even thanked him. I was like, dude, thank you for asking me because like it was such a unique problem to his project that I would have never had the opportunity to learn regular expressions to that level if he had never asked me. Um, also with Dev Mountain, one thing that's smart that they do is that you're if you're a top student, they'll let you be a mentor for the next cohort and they'll pay you $20. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So they'll pay you $20 an hour, which is really fair considering, you know, you could be like 19 and graduating at boot camp and get paid $20 an hour uh, and includes your housing too. Oh, wow. So, oh, that's, that's so really, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So you're really getting like $25 or $27 an hour if you include the housing costs, right? So then uh, they let the t only the top students do that, obviously, you know, for, it makes sense. Um, right. But then it also lets you learn more as a mentor, which is which is nuts. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Definitely, one thing I've found in life is that that you really learn by teaching. Like that's the if you really like, well, you go from knowledge to understanding because you think you know something, but then when you have to explain it to someone else, that's when it like you you find the gaps in your knowledge, and then it switches over to a true understanding. Because in order to articulate yourself to explain something to someone else, it requires you to reorganize the information in your own brain, and that and it, it it's reorganized in a much deeper way that that produces the, a true understanding, not a surface level one. Yeah. So needless to say, I'm actually applying to be a mentor for Dead Mountain in Dallas because I want to live at their Dallas location, to, you know, be in a new city, a more lively city. So hopefully they'll give it to me. I applied to be a mentor in June or July, nice. next, awesome. January next year. Yeah, January next year. Well, good, good luck on that then. Uh, so, um, so I guess, you know, uh, what, what kind of advice would you give for someone who is considering this route, like to, to, to have the most success at, at a developer bootcamp? All right, so the question was uh, my advice to people that are thinking about going to a coding bootcamp. I'd recommend to save, a lot of people ask me like how to finance it, right? Like, do I really want to take a 10,000 to $15,000 loan? My recommendation is to save half the cost first. And if, you're, if you save five to $7,000 and you still want to do it, then take out the loan so you could do it earlier because you're going to earn a lot more money if you graduate. And also right. the, the pressure of the loan is kind of nice because now you're like, I really have to get a job. <laughs> yeah. You get a little fire under, on your butt. Uh, the second thing, and this is a little bit subjective because I haven't been to one of the best, uh, best uh, you know, dev coding boot camps. But in my opinion, you can only get so much done in three months. So from my experience, you may as well go to, to a more affordable boot camp than a more elite boot camp. Then again, people have their differing opinions because elite boot camps post like super good numbers. But the only guarantee is that you're going to be paid double the price, right? It's not a guarantee you're going to get paid more or it's gonna work out for you, but the only guarantee is you're gonna pay double price. And I feel like with the instructions I've gone here, it couldn't have been that much better. Like you couldn't have squeezed that much right. more information in that amount of time. Like, yeah, maybe a little bit more, like a month's worth more, but is that really gonna be worth like $10,000 more? To me, it's not. Right, yeah, no, that, that makes sense, that's good. 
And and so as far like as far as I totally agree on the financing. By the way, that you know I would never want someone to like just take out a loan for ten grand because there's you don't have enough skin in the game and you're taking a, a big risk. Like if you don't have enough like discipline to to save up money to make some sacrifices ahead of time and to be patient, I feel like you're just you don't have enough discipline to make it anyway. So that's a good test. No, hundred percent. You don't. <laughs> programming programming is rough. Uh, and I'd also say that it, uh, it comes to like your natural ability. In all honesty, it, it really doesn't matter that much. I mean, I've seen people that come from all sorts of careers in my dev map, dev bootcamp. Um, we have a girl who's a teacher and she's killing it. I mean, yeah. you would think you never think a, like a grade school teacher or a high school teacher would be, would be doing so well, but she is. So, I mean, it's just the, the way you did in your previous career has no relevance. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, um, well, thanks. Uh, thanks for, for this, uh, this interview and, and update on, I think a lot, I think you're going to help a lot of people that are kind of struggling with, should I do a boot camp and what is, what is involved in a boot camp here on a simple programmer? There's definitely, there's a, it's a big question. A lot of, a lot of people ask. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, definitely hearing directly from someone is, is that, that's going through it is quite valuable. So I thank you for that, uh, for taking that time. All right. Uh, thanks, John. And uh, if you guys want to check out my channel at Engineer Truth, it's on YouTube. And hope you guys at least check it out. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, and uh, mention. Uh, let's mention real quick your the the book that you that you okay, released. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and and also uh, my book is on Amazon right now. It's called New Grad Job Hacks. It's currently five star rated, and it's gone overwhelmingly positive reviews. So if you guys just graduated college or just starting your careers out, I would say. Now, I'm a little biased because I wrote the book, but it's actually the most up-to-date guide and most practical, short-to-read and easy-to-read guide on getting your career started. Cool. Awesome. That'll, that'll definitely be useful. All right, Matt. Well, thanks, uh, thanks again, and uh, we'll, we'll be, uh, be in touch. I'm sure I'll uh, have you back on, on the channel talking about, uh, especially if you, if you start to, looking for a job and stuff as a software developer, that'll be interesting to, to hear your experiences and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. I hope to be back on again. See you later, John.